Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. morning, my friends. It is a beautiful day. I am sitting out here in the car as it is raining and it's actually really fun to like see the rain coming down and just be shielded from it. Like it's just beautiful and it just reminds me of the beauty of the rain and like have you ever noticed when it rains how much greener things get? How much healthier and how much more flourishing it is? And it just reminds me that Like sometimes we go in the rain and it feels like a burden, but then after the rain's gone, you look around at the flourishing at the green and you realize that that was a blessing. And I think sometimes things in our own life can feel the same way. Like something might feel like a burden in the moment and then after it's over, you see the blessing that was also involved, which by the way, I think is pretty stinking cool. Now, I know yesterday we talked about the poop brownie analogy, which by the way, was just so much fun. Like I just am like, (laughs) it was just so much fun to just be able to be real with y'all and talk about an analogy that I don't know before I might've been too scared to talk about because it's a little bit weird. (laughs) Not gonna lie. But with that, just just the mindfulness of why why Paul is advising them to be mindful of sin and and coming to the knowledge that it's not just about rules and it's not just about looking good for people of the outside or each other like it's not about that fluffy stuff but it's about the true heart of the issue and so before we talked about the poop brownies, about wanting things to be good instead of basically infected <laughs> with with this sin and impacted by the sin. And remember, sin is sin is sin because it's unhealthy and it's not good for us. And so that's not what God wants for us. Like so often we view God's laws as this big burden, right? This burden on us that like we can't do this we can't do that but we we realize that it is a blessing because we can't do the things that will hurt us in the end so while it may feel like a burden it is really truly a blessing and before we talked about that truth of sin remember back we we talked about that idea of boundaries and natural consequences right these people who were blatantly living in sin while calling themselves Christians and believers in God, basically disrespecting God's name. They were like, send them out of the church, basically. And we see this again in in another area of scripture. In Matthew chapter 18, Jesus is talking to the disciples about, you know, what to do when someone sins against you, what to do in the church. And, And he says, you know, go to them between you and them. Go to them with one other person and then go and bring it before the whole congregation. And then in verse 17, he says, And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. So you're treating this person who is living blatantly in sin almost as an unbeliever. And Paul is going to clarify this a little bit more. How these boundaries apply if they only apply to people in the church? 
or if they apply to everybody. So let's go ahead and dive in. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9, and I'm reading from the ESV. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world, or the greedy and the swindlers or idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of a brother. If he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such as one. So it's really interesting that we see that he's like, yo, I'm not, he says, I'm not at all, not in any way, meaning the sexually immoral of the world. Those people who are not calling themselves believers, who are not saying that they are following Christ or living for the Lord and then living in this sin. He's not talking about those people, the worldly people, the people who have a different worldview than you, the people who know nothing about Jesus or straight up reject Jesus. He says, I'm not talking about those people, not at all meaning of the world or the greedy and the swindlers and the idolaters, not not the sinners of the world. And you know what he says? He says, then you would need to go out of the world. <laughs> that's, that's how full this world is. This world is full of sinners. Each one of us was a sinner before we came to Christ. And of course, we still are, but Christ covers that and we live in repentance. So it's not saying set boundaries and avoid all of the sinners in the world. No, 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 no. And we see that in scripture. Jesus came to the sinners, right? He was eating with sinners. He was, he was getting to know them, having relationship with them. Because if we avoid and set complete boundaries around these strangers to completely live a life apart from them, how will they ever hear the gospel? That is not God's heart. God's heart is for us to be, right? He wants us to be in the world. He says you would have to go out of the world. That's not God's will for us that we would be completely separate from everybody. No, he wants us to be in the world, ministering, sharing the truth, making disciples, going to every nation. He wants us to be in the world. He doesn't want us to be of the world. And that's the problem is that when we as believers, and I, I guess I don't mean us, but believers in general who are living in sin, like I said, it's, it's like disrespecting the name of God and that behavior of being a Christian or calling yourself a Christian and then living blatantly in sin, those are the people, he says, to set these very harsh boundaries with. To treat them as an unbeliever, as he said in Matthew. To have nothing to do with them. And he says it so much so he says not even to eat with such a one. And what that looks like specifically in your life, your situation, or the lives and situations of other people, I don't know. That's between you and God, situation to situation. But we see this concept and this principle of setting boundaries of people who claim to be Christians and live in blatant sin. And that's not to say, right, that we don't mess up because we all mess up. But, but when we have Holy Spirit inside us and when we are living our lives for Christ, when we know we mess up, we repent. And repentance is more than just saying, oh, I'm sorry. Repentance is a 180 turning away from that sin and back towards Christ. It is it is actively growing. We've talked about that sanctification, right? Of wanting to grow with Holy Spirit. And it is a commitment to that as a believer. When I mess up, which is going to happen, we're going to turn around and we're going to keep on trying. This is talking about those people who even when they know it's sin and that's pointed out to them, they keep on living in it. 
disrespecting the name of God. And guess what? It's not just about sexual immorality. He says, Now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of a brother. If he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, that means they're putting something else above God. They're a reviler. So they're reviling people. They're hating people. A drunkard or a swindler. Someone who's, who's tricking people out of their money. And so we see clearly here that we are called to confront sin and not just to tolerate it in the church, but that at the same time, we need to be treating those outside the church differently than those inside the church because they're not claiming They're not claiming to follow God. They're not claiming to be held to these standards. When we follow Christ, we are admitting that we are held to a different standard because we are ambassadors of Christ. That becomes our role. That is part of our new identity in him. And so so being mindful of the different ways that we treat people, right? So just dwell on that today. And again, I I can't say anything or speak to your specific situation. But if there is anything going on in your life and you are trying to walk this walk, you are trying to navigate this, how scripture says, spend time in prayer, ask for wisdom, seek godly counsel. If you need an extra set of ears, reach out to me. I am always here and I would love to have a conversation and to pray over you. But remembering that while yes, we are called to go to sinners, that doesn't mean we need to accept sin in the church. And we're going to keep on talking about this and a little bit more about judgment. So I'll see you tomorrow morning.